Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms. And we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the 7, uh, 7NWA channel. Um, joining me for what we've called the hangover, which is a new thing that I'll, uh, I'll do. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that, Steve. Uh, a new thing that we're going to do, which is basically just a, a sort of a reaction the next morning to uh, the match before, um, is Steve Jones. Steve, I mean, the magnitude of the game was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? It was, um, I think we all felt it. Can't remember ever feeling like that before a game and we've had some big ones. Just looking at the team lineup, um, was it pretty much the team that you expected? Pretty well. Um, yeah, I, th- that was the lineup that I expected it to be. I think that the only possibility is that you could have said one of Bobby or maybe uh, Diaz um, for, for Di- Diogo, but Diogo scores goals, doesn't he? You can't leave him out. He's, he really, He really knows how to score a goal. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any surprises. The midfield was out as I thought. The, the defence was as I thought. It was just that thing, I suppose. Just looking at the first half, um, you know, that, that first goal, it, it doesn't make comfortable viewing back. Uh, I saw it again this morning and, you know, we've gone to sleep and in particular Fab De Bruyne just breezes past Fab. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, It was. I mean, obviously they get a big slice of luck, don't they, with the goal? because it's a big deflection. I think it would have gone wide goalkeeper right, I think, had it not taken a deflection. But do you, do you think we suffered from a little bit of complacency or we just weren't, we just didn't start well, did we? I don't think it was the type of game we were expecting. 
uh, really. Certain wasn't the type of game I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot more cagey than it was. Yeah. I thought I thought it was maybe going to be a bit more of a boring game. Uh, yeah. I mean, the neutrals would have loved it. I had a, I had an Arsenal supporting mate of mine who was texting me, going, "What a game! What a game!" You know, and I I didn't respond to him because I I didn't want to get. I wanted a more cagey game. I, I, I suppose. I mean, what they did do, Gav, they they pressed the hell out of us. Mm. They really pressed, and I, I think it caught us a little little bit off guard, and it, it was leading to us making errors that we normally wouldn't make. We, yeah. we were just a bit surprised by it. Look, the goal was a, a it was a horrible deflection. It was just awful. It was it was just but it's one of those things that you sometimes uh, could, could do concede. Um, it was a little bit unlucky for us, but generally we were making lots and lots of unforced errors. Uh, mm. At the at the at the start, because possibly because we were playing out from from the back, and and because they were pressing us so much, we just didn't have time on the ball. I mean, the other thing is that they were getting behind us mm. quite quite a bit during that first half. They really were getting be, getting behind us. And yes, we do play a high line. It's the way that we play. Most of the time, it works. Um, but we were getting a little bit caught, caught out on it, uh, I, I, I guess. Um, you've got to say, you mentioned Fab. Yeah, it, it was the Fab versus De Bruyne uh, sort of contest, really, wasn't it? The first thing that you've got to say about De, De Bruyne, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He is some footballer. I, I mean, hey, what would what would we give to to, to have him in, in 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 our side? He is really truly truly amazing. And and in fairness, he won that battle with Fab yesterday. I I mean, I I, I think probably because I, I I think so highly of Fab. I'm looking for reasons why Fab was off off his game. Um, obviously he had that little concussion. Scare at the back end of the Benfica game. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wondering whether they've kept that quiet. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking for conspiracy theories here, but they've kept it quiet and he maybe wasn't fully on. But he, you know, for him to be on that, particularly on that first goal, the guy just, you know, we're walking when they take the free kick, number one. Yeah. It's not just fab, but we're walking. Then we react, which is a bit too late. Then we've actually got a chance of stopping. De Bruyne and he just breezes past Fab, um, and it was just so unlike Fab. You know what I mean? That's I suppose that's the thing, and it was a theme throughout the game. Like there's a chance for them in the last minute where De Bruyne just breezes past Fab again, mm. um, and you know, he, like you say, you've got sometimes you have to just look at it and go, well, that's just really good play by the player. Yeah, and I think you have Gav because in this day and age, let, let's be absolutely clear on this. If there was any question of any any lingering concussion, Fab wouldn't have been in the side. Yeah, not not in this day and age, not with the medics and all and and the way that things are. So you've got to say that Fab had fully recovered mm. from it. Um, we respond pretty much straight away, Steve, with the Jota yeah. goal, and I, I just want to break it down. You know, because it was a thing of absolute beauty. Mm. You've got Thiago spreading it over to the right-hand side. Then the ball comes back to the left and Robbo just clips a really beautiful little ball and it's not a hopeful ball. It feels like a, a very, very good pass, um, which ends up with Trent and Trent plays it. I mean, I didn't realise until I saw it back again this morning how good that little ball back from Trent was. He's picked Jota out perfectly. A little bit fortunate with the finish, but he scores at the end of the day. What, how did you see it? 
I think you're right. You could you, you can break that down because it wasn't just the final pass that led to that goal. The first thing was Thiago's cross pass to Trent was was a thing of absolute beauty. Yeah, it really was a thing a thing of beauty. But then there was almost a second phase of play that came came into it, mm. I suppose, really. And then you've got Robbo picking the the ball up there on the, on on that side, putting that ball over to Trent, who got to the back. Right, mm. and just you know, sort of a leisurely little tap into Diogo. You, you, you've got to, you've got to say that um, Edison really maybe should have done better. Yeah, I would we'd so. have been disappointed. Ali would have been disappointed to have conceded that, but who who cares? It was really important. Yeah, um, something else I wanted to bring up. Um, I know on my agenda it's free kicks next, but the nervousness at the back was so uncharacteristic for us. And it was, I saw Van Dyke having it looking like he was wobbling a little bit, which is unheard of. Matip, certainly Trent, certainly Trent's first half was, was I mean, aside of the goal, which obviously that's what one of the jobs he's there for. So, you, you know, you give him a, you give him that, but he gave the ball away quite a lot. And you, you alluded to that as unforced errors. Even Ali was, you know, there was a, a few little nervy moments with Ali where he was doing, having one one of his little sort of things where he, he, he thinks he's an outfield player again, which is fine. I've got no problem with that because that's who he is. But in such a big game, it wasn't welcome while you were watching it, to be fair. What did you put that nervousness down to, Steve? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the occasion. I mean, look, look I, I texted my daughter um, before the game and, and said, how are you? And we swapped a couple of texts and I said, this feels like a build-up to a Champions League final. Yeah. And, and that's how it felt. The game the game felt that important. And, you know, the press had been going on about it all week as a title decider. I don't think it's a title decider, but we'll come on to that, no doubt. Um, but it, there was a, an element of nervousness there. Um, I, think, I think that I mentioned their pressing, particularly early doors. Their, their pressing did lead us to make those errors. I mean, if you think to the uh, to their second goal, the Jesus goal, uh, that started with, I think, an offside that we got. The, the Ali took the free kick for offside and then sort of did a little chip over the top and immediately put us back under pressure. Right. That's how it, that's how it started. And that was indicative of the way I think that we were, were playing yesterday and the fact that their pressing was really... Uh, giving us giving us a few problems. I think. I mean. I think you're right. Uh, it's I, the. I suppose the the spirit round. My question is, what's wrong with us? Whereas, it, we're, and we're so we're so quick to do that thing where we go. Well, it was it was down to us because that you know we 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 would never. You you must don't want to admit that it's because of City's pressing because that would mean that you have to admit that they're fantastic. But it, yeah, clearly they're, they're, they are a world class side. And sometimes you just have to accept that world-class players pressing and working in that manner. You know, you expect your Burnleys and, and what have you to work really hard. But when you've got a world-class player working that hard and working in the right way, it's all right pressing and making the motion, but doing it to the right side of the of the defender, which forces him inside or, you know, it, it, it's all planned out. It's not random. It's it's all done for effect to stop the ball getting to the fullback or to stop the ball getting to the number six. So you you have to give them that, I suppose. The free kicks were um, a particular <clears throat> concern, weren't they? The the ball round the back and the 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 sort of blind runner 
And we, we had this with West Ham, I think, when we played them again. Yeah, we did. Uh, that high line has worked so well for us all season. We've caught loads of people out. I think we've got more people offside than any other team in the league. Mm. But they were clever to it, weren't they? And sometimes you watch it and the commentators have always annoy me a little bit because they're like, oh, it's this high line. You know, just drop five yards deeper. Well, that's not the way we play, is it? And it's, again, like I've just said, and I'll reiterate it again, it's worked for us all season, that high line. So why would you change mid-game? Um, but it, it it is a source of, it was a source of anxiety for us in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it it, it, it was. I mean, first of all, as, as per normal, I didn't have the benefit of uh, Mr. Tyler's commentary uh, because, yet again, I, I watched it on mute uh, because I, I, I always do when Tyler's commentating. Um, so I didn't get the the the, the benefits of his, his wisdom on that, but it was catching us out. I, I think I think you've already hit the nail on the head, Gav. We we were playing Manchester City, who who whether we like it or not, are probably one of the top three sides in the world. I I actually think we're probably one of the top three sides in the world as well. So I think the, it was Bayern Munich and City. I think I'd agree. I'd absolutely agree with that. And, and you've got to expect that you're not going to have your own way with a side that has been assembled at that expense that, quite honestly, is pretty well coached by Pep Guardiola. But let's be honest about it. Um, so so you've got to expect that at times maybe you're going to be a bit under the cosh. And mm. certainly in the first half yesterday, we were we were a bit under the cosh. But there's positives we can take out of that game. Um, we went we went behind twice in the game and came back that's from it. One, yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's really important because it shows the resilience. Look, what my summation of yesterday's game, and, and we'll talk about individual bits later on, is that what we found was a Manchester City side that were playing right at the top of their game yesterday mm. pretty well. And a Liverpool side that was probably just a little bit off the top of our game. And consequently, you would say that, you know, even I would admit they probably shaded the game overall. So therefore, we came away with a 2-2 draw. Not too much damage done. Mm. Um, so so I'm actually quite a happy chappy this morning Yeah, because of that. It was, it was interesting. I don't know whether you heard me and Paul do post-match, but Paul know. made a point that... Um, Basically, Liverpool have gone through the last 10 or so games without really getting out of first gear very often. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, there's been a there's been a, a pattern of Liverpool starting very slowly in, in a lot of the games. And pretty much that's what you saw in that first half was exactly the same thing that you'd seen game after game after game. The difference is you're not playing Man City and they're going to punish you. Yeah. Um, just moving on to the second half, Steve. I mean, what do you imagine that second half team talk was like? Uh, I tried to put, talk to Paul about it yesterday. You know, what do you think? Because Jürgen Klopp, I don't know whether you noticed, but he was out way earlier than the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you saw that. Um, and I, I likened it to, a, a you know, I've read Alex a couple of Alex Ferguson's autobiographies and he was, he was very big on <clears throat> not overcomplicating the message and saying very short messages for effect. There's a story of him going into the dressing room before a game against Tottenham and just basically going, right, lads, it's Tottenham, and then walking out. <laughs> because that, 
and Roy Keane tells the story, we know what that means. Tottenham, you'll just you'll basically stay with them for 70 minutes and then you'll overcome them physically. We all knew what that meant, he said. So I wonder whether, it, you know, when I saw Jürgen come out, I thought, I wonder has he gone in and just gone, sorted out and then walked out? Do you know what I mean? Do you imagine that was the type of you, thing? That... You almost, yeah. I, I, yet again, I text Nicola at halftime and, and, and you, all I said in the text was, Look on the bright side. We, I don't think we can play that badly in the second half. Mm. And and you almost imagine Jurgen said, "You're not going to play that badly in the second half." Yeah, and yeah. maybe walking out because, or, or something along the lines of, "Lads, you're an awful lot better than that." Yeah, you really are an awful lot better than that. Um, so I I don't know what he said at half time but cer- certainly we were much better side in the second half i mean it was it was golden getting a, a the, the equalizing goal within a minute of the restart wasn't yeah. it which was a, a fabulous goal yeah a yeah, fabulous was, goal it, it i mean was, it, it, um... it, yeah again if you break that one down uh, what happened there is i think virgil put one of his his legendary diagonal balls uh, uh, across which was actually intercepted mm. it was intercepted but trent won it back he won the back, a little pass inside to mow there and an absolutely sublime sublime ball ball yeah. through to it. I mean, it really was sublime. Now, we, we've talked a lot about the fact that they were getting behind and, and cutting through our defence, that we did exactly the same to them. Yeah, though. we did. And I think that's a really good point. Like it Because we feel it more when they do it to us, we were doing it to them as well. Yeah. Um, I want to pick you up on something you said there, Mo. Most form's been a bit patchy, and you know we allow him that because he's been fantastic. One of the big positives that I thought about the game was in that second half. I thought Mo's performance looked more like Mo. He was a constant threat. Cancelo's a good player. I saw that yesterday. He's a very good player. But Mo, he was having a good battle with Mo, wasn't he? He was, and I, I fully agree with you. I thought Salah was excellent in the in the in the second half, in 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 particular. And I think many of the people who uh, look, he's I've, I've read an awful lot in the in the press um, and online in in the last month or so. He hasn't scored a goal from open play for since February, January, or whatever it is. Um, it's if you have a look at Mo's stats, not only is he the top scorer in the Premier League, I think he's the top assister. Right, yeah. In the Premier in the yeah. or certainly if he he's the he's the top goal scorer who makes assists as well. Yeah. And and yet again there was one yesterday. So, so um those saying that Mo's not scoring, they, they they need to look at his second half performance there and just to understand his value to to to, to our side, I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I um, agree with you. I thought he was really, I thought he was really good. I, mean, I'd, I'd almost say he was our man of the match because I don't think we had a standout player yesterday. Uh, well, on my agenda, you'll note, you'll notice that it doesn't say man of the match because I think that choice yeah. was too difficult. But that that first ten, ten minutes of that second half were excellent. We we control the ball much better, don't we? And it's we look like Liverpool that we know and love basically but it really only lasted 10 minutes i thought it did it did but yet again you're playing against the city i think that that us scoring within was it 48 seconds of the the restart it probably knocked the stuffing out of city for a period of time mm-hmm. but they are a very good side who will recover from that 
So yet we dominated for 10 to 15 minutes after that. 15's maybe pushing it a bit, actually. Um, But, you you know, uh, I think think that, yeah, they they were shocked by it, but they recovered from it. And, you know, I guess that I was worried that if there was going to be a winning goal, it was more likely to come from them rather than us, if if I'm absolutely honest. Yeah, I mean, we we had a couple of chances. The one that Mo... that went out for a corner actually, and we didn't get the corner. And it was, yes. was a little there was a half a, a shout for um, handball, I think. Although I don't think it was. I think there was. I don't think it was either. I think there was that one, and there was there was one other that we had a, a good chance where, oh, the Jota one. Where it was, oh, yeah. again, it was another. Was it a ball from Salah or Trent? I can't remember. I can't remember. <clears throat> I think it was a ball from Trent round the back, and Jota instinctively just flicked his foot out and Edison saved it. Just looking at the, the match stats, Steve, um, one of the <laughs> ones that was quite interesting for me, I mean, that they had 11 shots, we had six shots on target and four, five and four, big chances, two and three. So it's pretty even. The big thing that I saw was crosses. Man City had 18 crosses and we only put five in. I didn't think you were going to bring that one up. I thought you were going to bring up this this um, thing that I don't understand, expected goals, well, um, which was it was interesting. But, yeah, I think it was indicative of the game. That, that let's, let's be perfectly honest, for, for large portions of the game, they, they dominated us. Yeah. They, they did dominate us, so they're going to put more crosses in. Well, I, I think I, they had quite a few free kicks where they could put crosses. They did, in, so that would have that would have added to that stat. Um, the XG thing, I looked at the XG, and I don't know what XG figure you got, but I got City at one point three five and Liverpool at one point three. I got so it the other way around. Both outperformed their XG. What? I got it the other way around. For Lino. did you? Yeah, so but it was very even. Yeah, yeah, they've they've, they've outperformed their XG, um, so that shows you that the chances weren't that great in the game. Just, I mean, that that aside, and I was going to ask you about standout players, but we've kind of already done that. Um, where does this leave us, Steve, for you in the in the you know in the the, the context of the season? You know, there's seven games left for each team. We're one point behind with a superior goal difference. Does it? You know, are we? Is there has there anything changed after the game? Have we learned anything else? I suppose the one thing we know is that City win all their games; they win the league. But um, you know, looking at their running and our running, our running has got some bigger teams in it. I think their sticky game is Wolves away, but we've got to play United and uh, Everton at home, and mm-hmm. Tottenham away. Is it Tottenham away? We've got to play. Or Tottenham's at home. Oh, right. Tottenham's at home. So yeah, the, the, we've got three sticky games, but they're all at home, which you know makes a big difference to us. Where where do you think this leaves us? Like you say, it leaves us one point behind, and I think it leaves us in a decent position. It's actually. where you, you would have hoped to have been. Yeah, particularly particularly after after the how the game went yesterday, uh, we came out of it with a point. So we came out even, Stevens, exactly as we were before before the game, just one point behind with the superior goal difference. Um, yeah, we've got some difficult games coming up because our next two league games are. Um, Manchester United and Everton at home within four days of one another. Right. Both both of those clubs will will be looking to derail our season. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so they're not going to be easy games. You would expect us to to win them. Um, I mean, particularly looking at the uh, Man United performance against Everton on Saturday morning, uh, which was abysmal. Um, you, you would expect us to beat them. You would expect us to beat Everton, maybe. But they're not nailed on games. We've got to go. No. We, we've got to focus on them and get through those get through those games. Um, City have also got West Ham away, I think. Ah, which is which is which is not an easy game uh, no. to go there. Uh, the other thing that that is good to point out is that I on a previous podcast. Gav, I, I actually said, if we're going to win the league, we have to win at the Etihad. I said that when I think we were 11 or 14 points adrift. Yeah. And and you would say that that needs to... I, I would change my opinion now because we went into the game at the Etihad one point behind. So, no, we didn't have to win that. It, it's not absolutely essential that we won yesterday to yeah. to to actually take the title. I think the other interesting thing that, that I would point out is that if you look at current form um, in the in the last six games, um, City have actually dropped points in three of the last six games they played. We've dropped points in one game, which right, was yeah. yesterday's game. Yeah. So so hey, it's not as if they're just you know, sort of coasting, winning every game. No, they've dropped points in, in 50% of their last six games. Mm -hmm. So so to say it's all over now and, and both sides are going to win all of their games, I think is a little bit ludicrous. But we, we may well drop points on the way. We've got some tough games coming up. Um, you, you know, you've mentioned, you've mentioned uh, Spurs, who seem to be on a little bit of a resurgence at the moment. So that's yeah. not going to be an easy game. Um, Everton and Manchester United are probably our two greatest rivals, mm -hmm. traditionally, traditionally. So they'd be keen to derail our season. We've got Wolves last game, last game of the season. Um, at, I home. Have a, at, at home, yeah. yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, um, City have got Aston Villa and our old friend Stevie G <laughs> at home last game of the season. Now, wouldn't that be wonderful? It, it, it would be, but it, 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 looking at Villa at the moment, are so hit and miss. Like the... I, I, I can't, I can't see it. But yet again, I watched the Villa Tottenham game on Saturday evening. They were all and, I, and I, I, I can't see how Villa didn't go into the break three goals ahead. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know. I really yeah. can't see. Which is see why I said the hit and miss. It's very hit. When and they miss. put it together, they can do yeah. it. But yeah, I mean. It's so fast to go to City. But a nice would... little, a nice little hit at the last game of the season would be, would be a good one uh, for us. But you know, overall su su summation, um, given that first half performance yesterday, let's let's be happy with the point that we got. Yeah, uh, and we're one point behind, and there's seven games to play. That's twenty-one points to play for. So. Yeah, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy it. Um, I, I can't say I enjoyed the game too much yesterday. It was it was just so tense. Yeah, no, uh, brilliant, Steve. Oh, listen, thanks very much for your time. You're um, welcome, Good Gal. to chat to you as ever. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and hit the bell for notifications, guys. Thanks very much for watching. Steve, thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers, mate. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, 
where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.